Joshua Joy Dara Sr. So be sure to make plans now and celebrate with us during these special events. Zion Hill Church family, making our world a better place. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256 or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the give tab or simply give through our new church app. That's right, Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction, or go to the church website and complete the information on the eChurch tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today, or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Now let's get our hearts ready to worship. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. We are rejoice and be glad in it. Are you glad on this morning? Are you glad on this morning? to be in the house of the Lord. Good morning, and we'd like to welcome you to Zion here on today. If you are visiting with us on today, we thank you in Jesus' name. We thank you for choosing Zion here today for your worship place. And if you are worshiping with us today for the first time, at the end of our service, we ask that you stop by the greeters booth and we will have a gift for you. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Spirit of the living God, we welcome you right now in the name of Jesus. We ask that you just fall fresh on us. And Father God, we know that if the Holy Spirit don't come, then we can't do nothing. Father God, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for getting us up this morning. We didn't get ourselves up this morning, but you got us up, and we thank you for that. We thank you for bringing us from a mighty long way through seen and unseen danger. We know that we haven't done all that you assigned us to do, but we just ask you just to give us another chance. We ask you to forgive us of all our sin. And Father God, we lift you up. Because if you be lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. And Father God, we thank you for our service on this morning. We ask that you bless this service. We ask that you anoint this service for what you have it to be. And Father God, we plead the blood on Jesus. 
We plead the blood over our lives. We plead the blood of Jesus over our children. We plead the blood of Jesus over our churches. We plead the blood of Jesus over our city. We plead the blood of Jesus over our state. We plead the blood of Jesus over our nation. We plead the blood of Jesus over our world. Father God, we just need you right now. If we ever needed you, we need you right now. Father God, help us. Father God, somebody needs restoration this morning. Somebody needs storage this morning. Father God, somebody is depressed on this morning. We plead the blood of Jesus. Father God, somebody is at the crossroad, wondering which way to go. Help them, Lord Jesus. Help us. Help us, O oh Heavenly Father. Help us to be what you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God. Let's go ahead and stand on our feet and prepare our hearts to worship the Lord this morning. Can we give him a hand clap of praise this morning? Come on. Yeah. Come on, say, write them on the tablet of your heart. Come on, everybody sing it. Say, write them on the tablet of your heart. On the tablet of your heart. Yeah. Listen. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me will forever be. I am the way, the truth and the light. No one gets to the Father except that they come through me. So let not mercy, let not mercy and truth, and truth say forsake, 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 let not mercy and Say forsake you, forsake, say forsake you, everybody forsake say, say we really Yeah. 
said that heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord shall remain. And he sent his word that we may be healed, delivered, lacking nothing. Hallelujah. So we're going to declare this on this morning. We set our hope on you. We set our hope on your love. We set our hope on the one who is the everlasting God. You are the everlasting God. We set our hope on you. this morning. It's great to see you in the house of the Lord this morning for worship. 
I am Lisa, your uh, member of your event planning committee, and I stand before you with just a few reminders. Um, we've announced a few weeks ago that we will be celebrating the church's 99th church anniversary. Amen. So I am just here to remind you to mark your calendar. You should have already made your plans and you should have already invited someone. So I want to just quickly go over the dates again to let you know when and where you should be. So we're going to start this celebration on Friday the 16th right here in the sanctuary as we ordain our new deacons and deaconess. Amen right here at 6 p.m. So please invite someone to come with you. Um, this is truly an important event or activity for our church. We want to support those who are becoming um, deacons and deaconess in the church. So 6 p.m. right here in the sanctuary, we'd like to see you here. Then Saturday morning, starting at 11 a.m., we're going to have a little fellowship where you can invite all of your friends and your family right here on the parking lot of the church for a church picnic, a cookout. We want you to come and have fun. We're going to have activities for the kids, and we'll even have some activities for the adults as well. Great food, the fellowship, and a little friendly competition. So if you um, consider yourself one of the best grill masters, um, that's you. Amen. All right. Well, see us at the table out in the foyer of the church so you can sign up. There's an opportunity for some cash prizes. If you have the best either pork ribs or chicken is what we are uh, the competition is about so sign up um, first place is a hundred dollars second place is 50 and third place is 25 so we want to see who is the best griller um, of Zion Hill so even if you're visiting with us we want to encourage you to come back and fellowship with us that's from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. right here in the church parking lot on September the 17th and then meet us back here in the sanctuary of course, Sunday morning for 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. worship as we celebrate 99 years. Now, church, you ought to be excited about that. Amen. 99 years of being in this community, sharing the word of God, doing what we do best, making our community a better place. So I hope to see each and every one of you with about five, six, ten people along with you. Amen to join us for this weekend celebration. Don't forget, um, you give what you can give. We have traditionally given a dollar for each year. You can see one of the ushers for your pink envelope. And also, um, just to remind you too, on Saturday when you come out or the whole weekend, wear your favorite Zion Hill t-shirt. We have a lot of them. So let's see our Zion Hill spirit and let's come together and celebrate 99 years of existence. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Before we give this morning, I want to briefly share with you one of the kingdom keys. Jesus came to his disciples one day and he said, I will give you the key to the kingdom. It's not easy to get inside the building if you don't have the keys. You either have to break in or and go to jail. But either way you look at it, it's always good to have the keys. When it comes to your finance, there's key for kingdom prosperity. 
you may find it hard to believe, but God never wants for any of his children to be struggling. It's never his desire. The problem is that his children, they don't know how to be blessed. So, what is this key? It's found in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse number 4. And what happened is simple. You know God created heaven and earth in Genesis chapter 1. Am I right about it? But when you get to Genesis chapter 2, even though he's created everything, but he did not permit rain to come. And he also did not allow anything to grow. Why? Because there is nobody to work the ground. All right? So he has not made man to actually work the ground. That word work in Hebrew means arrogant, which means manage. Everything that God has created, he did not allow it to begin to grow until he made somebody to manage it. That word management is critical for your financial survival because God don't like to waste. So a manager is somebody who is handling the property of another person to add value to that property. Who is the owner of the property here? God. So when he created you and me, one of the reasons he created us is to worship him. But another reason he created you and me is to manage the resources that he created. So if you are not adding value to what God has given you, he will not give you more. But I listen to your pastor. See, I'm walking this thing that I'm teaching you. The problem with church people is that we pray for money. Before, before the ushers come, they say, let's pray. Your prayer will not bring money. Your prayer combined with your ability to manage. If you pray for a thousand dollars, but you cannot manage one hundred, God will be foolish to give you a thousand dollars. So pay attention to your management ability. Do everything you can. In science, there's a career we call economist. An econ economist is somebody who takes something less and makes it more. So God is expecting you and me to be an economist. You have to manage the resources. He expects a return on his investment. See, this thing is not complicated. It's not how much you make. 
is your ability to manage. And if you're faithful over little, guess what he does? He makes you rule over more. There's too many poor people in the church. We need to put an end to that. All right? This is from the heart of your pastor. Begin to pay attention to what you have now. So that God can increase you. I was training the deacons and deaconesses. You know what I told them? Increase your capacity. If not, you'll be left behind. There's a reason why you gave five to some people. And gave two to some people. And give only one to some people. Because that's all equal manage. So when you pray, when I pray, you see, for 27 years, or how long I've been here, 26 years, I've been praying, Lord, overflow in this house. The only hold up is your ability to manage. God wants to see that you can handle it. If he bless you more than you can handle, it will kill you. All right? I just don't want us to be quoting scriptures. I want us to put the Bible to work. And you can do it. I can do it. It's no secret to my story. I came from the jungle. Had nothing. A village. How do I get where I am? Management combined with prayer. And guess what? I won't stop where I am. It's more. His name is El Shaddai, which means a God who is more, more, more than enough. Lord, I thank you. This is a house of plenty. You are God of overflow. You are God of increase. Help us in our weakness to be a good manager. Thank you for plenty in the love of every member here. I told you before and I say it again, oh Lord, let this house be a place where people will come from north or south, east and west, to behold the glory of God. You said you will give seed to sower. Let it be, oh God. I thank you for increase. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. The choir will minister. Let's go. You belong to the top.
witness. All of us are called to be a witness for the Lord. You need to make sure that you don't go through life and then you get to heaven. There is no name that can say I came to Jesus because of him. So be a witness. You see, I will give you power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Am I still in the book? That's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Then it goes on to say, then you shall be a witness. That's what the choir is reminding us. Everybody here, you ought to be a witness. Start with your own home. In Jerusalem, your Jerusalem is where you live. Go to Judea. Almost part of the earth. Amen. You ought to be a witness for the Lord. Invite somebody. We got it going here. Good fellowship. Good singing. Good preaching. Opportunity for you to use your gift and talents. When Jesus found one disciple, he said, I'll be right back. And guess what he did? He went and called somebody else. He said, come, come, come check this out. And I, I can assure you, no one that you bring to this church will be disappointed. So it's about souls, souls in the kingdom. And as you bring them in, I will make sure I mature them in the Lord. It's a win-win situation. And then when we all get to heaven, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory. I feel like shouting already. <laughs> Thank God for crowns. Crowns. Jesus, behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man, every woman, according to what you did. So, I don't want to visit your room and there's no crown there. I see I knew it. You didn't do a thing. <laughs> Praise God. We are so glad to see all of our guests here today. If you are here, you're worshiping with us for the first time, please let me see your hand. I just want to celebrate you and thank you for being here. God bless you. Somebody else? Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's thank God for the blessing. It is a blessing. Amen. Now, that's one deacon who is excited about guests. Not only was he clapping, he got up because he knew the value of souls. We appreciate you being here this morning. We pray that something will be said or done to increase your faith in the Lord.
and we're glad to have uh, Reverend Clarence Reed. Amen. We are grateful, grateful. He's a local preacher here in town, and he's running to be a councilman, I believe, the city of Alexandria. Amen. District number two. Praise God. Get to know him, hug him, kiss him, put some makeup on his head, ask him questions, pray for him, support him. That's what it's all about. We are glad to see you, sir. Thank you for being in the house. Any other guests in the house? We welcome those of you who are live streaming. We appreciate you also. Maybe you're watching on TV. Everybody is welcome here in Zion Hills. Will you all get up and say hello to your neighbor and just love on them and just thank them? Amen. Just make them feel welcome.
and tell God how great he is. You are a great God.
a great God. You're a great God. You're a great God. You are great. You do miracles. So great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. You are You do miracles. So My mother, not my father, like you. There is no one. See, you are, you are You do miracles. You do miracles so great. There is no one. There is no one else like you. There is Hallelujah. I'm going to ask all of you to stand with me as we read the Word of God. Thank you, choir. Thank you, worship team. Sister Gail and the rest of the gang. We appreciate your ministry. came over to Louisiana Christian University and they changed the whole university upside down. And students are still asking why are they not here every day? I said they got a day job. We're grateful, grateful, grateful. Everywhere Zion Hill goes, we dominate. And that's the will of God for this church. We are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You cannot be hidden. You show up, you show out. Let your light so shine among men that's right that they may see your good work and glorify your father who is in heaven amen open your bible to the book of hebrews chapter 10 verse number 23 
book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 23. I'm amazed. I'm, many times I'm only get a chance to explain one verse. There's so much richness in the word of God. The Bible said, let us do what? Take note of that word. That's what I'm going to be preaching about. To get your healing, you need to know how to hold fast. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wishy-washing. Without wavering. Why? Because he is faithful that promised you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that your word is awesome. Your word is powerful. He's anointed. Holy Spirit, give me the strength to proclaim it. Help everyone under the sound of my voice and those that be hearing and watching this on television, on radio, on social media, glorify yourself in this house. Let your healing anointing flow freely, unhindered, without interruption. I thank you that lives will be changed. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject for discussion is titled, How to Take Possession of Your Healing, Part 2. You need to know how to take possession of your healing. Last week, when I started to discuss this, I mentioned to you that it is the will of God to heal everybody. Say amen to that. I also mentioned to you that God don't heal like doctors. God heals through your spirit. God is a spirit, and you are a spirit. And your spirit is the candle of the Lord. Proverbs 20, 27. Then I told you how he does it. He uses his word. The book of Psalms 107, verse 20 said, He sent his word and healed. He heals us of our sickness. He heals us of our disease. Ladies and gentlemen, then I said, the question is, how do you benefit from the words that God sent? And we conclude on the note that you have to act upon the word. The word that you hear, but you don't act upon it will not profit you. 
Many people are not healed because either they never heard the word or they heard the word but they never act on it. When you act upon the word of God, that's what we call faith. I was trying to teach one of my children about faith one day. And I brought him on the stage at the church. I said, baby, I'm going to be standing right there on the floor. You on the stage. Jump. And I will catch you. My child said, mm-mm. I said, baby, I got my hands out. Jump. I will catch you. I said, no, daddy. I said, baby, I got you. Trust me. My arms are strong. All you need to do is jump. And I got your back. I'm going to catch you. He said, no, daddy. You know why she will not jump? Because she does not trust me. She does not believe I have the ability. Faith is like that. God is standing on the floor. And he's saying to you, jump, I'll catch you. Unless you jump and trust him to catch you, you have no faith. I want you to be healed every time the devil messes with your health. But you've got to trust God. I never will forget that day. What my baby did was to move close to the age. And then she said to me, Daddy, come close to me. So, and sure enough, I come close. And I told her the same thing, jump. Then what she did, she got smart. She stretched out one hand. I said, baby, trust me. I got this. Jump. And sure enough, when she jumped, I catch her. And ever since that day, we're in a church, it's a Methodist church, Allen Chapel, AME. Ever since that day, every Sunday, I never have to ask her. She will come on the stage, say, Daddy, catch me. Faith is like that. If you want God to answer your prayer, it takes faith. If you want God to heal your body, he's waiting on your faith. He's there all the time to catch you and to heal you. Let me also mention to you that for some, healing is instant. All right? But for some, it takes time. Did you hear what I just said? There are many of you that will say, Pastor, it's not working for me. I can't take this anymore. I quit. 
Some will even say, I give up. Yes, I read it. Yes, I heard you preach about it. But I just don't have the faith. What is faith? Ladies and gentlemen, it's acting like it is so. Even when it's not so. In order that it might be so. Simply because God says so. If you learn to act like it is so, even when your body is aching and you know it's not so, the reason why you are acting like it's so is so that it may be so. Why? Because God said so. What is faith? It's just taking God at his word. Ladies and gentlemen, what do you do then if your, if your healing don't come instant? The Bible just told you this morning. He said, hold fast. Without wishy-washy. Hanging there like an like a hungry dog. Bite on the word of God. And don't let go. Knowing your knowing that God is not a man that he should lie. Let me also, for one, you, I'm teaching you how to be blessed, how to be healed. Sometimes when you're trusting God for your healing or you pray for your healing, sometimes there may be moments of silence. Can you all handle the word? Why will God be silent? Why will he be silent to your healing? You pray for it. You believe for it. And many people give up during that silent season. That's when you have the temptation to say, I quit. I'm out. It's not working. But the text says, hold fast. If you believe God is a healer, hang on to that. Don't let the devil talk you out of your miracle. And just because you don't see anything happening, doesn't mean that God is not working. Can I get a witness in the house? At times, God is silent because he's lining things up. Feel like testifying already. There are things that you need. There are people that he needs to stage in your life to make it happen. And while he's working on it, your job is to hold fast. Don't give up. I can close my book and go home. If you get that one word, your life will never be the same again. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes God is silent because he's working on you. You're not ready for the miracle. I've been through it. He had to work on me. I know me. 
And God knows there's nothing hidden from God. So sometimes he's silent to get you ready to prepare you. The Bible says like a potter and you are the clay. Are you all still here? So he has to mold you. He has to shape you so that you can be fit for master's use. I had the privilege of teaching some people to become deacons. And you know I told them, the word of God says, in a great house, there are many vessels. There are vessels of gold. There are vessels of silver. That's uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. I said to them, there are vessels of wood and there are vessels of clay. I say, each of you, you're trying to become a deaconess. You're going to choose what kind of vessel you're going to be. There are many preachers in this town. I have to choose whether I want to be an ordinary preacher or whether I want to stand out among my peers. Verse 21 says, if any man will purge himself, <laughs> that man, that woman will be fit for master's use. God wants to use every one of us. But many of you, you're not fit. Because you chose not to purge yourself. When it comes to your healing, in your moment of silence of God, know that he's working it out. Know behind the scene, God is cooking something. He may be lining up people that you will need to help you in your journey. He may be working on you, 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 you yourself. Sometimes he uses even our sickness to mold us, to shape us. Somebody said, if I never had a problem, I would never know. I have a God who can solve them. I would never fully understand what faith in God is. So never, never give up on God. Hold fast to your profession of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, don't waste any moment of God's silence in your life either. Whenever God is silent, that's the time for you to be worshiping. That's the time for you to be praising him. That's the time for you to stay on that potter's wheel and let the potter mold you. The wheel is spinning and you skier and it's spinning and you skier. But if you will stay on that wheel, by the time it gets through with you, you come out like pure gold. There are many examples in the world of God that you can look at. Joseph was one of those. You know his story. He had a dream. In that dream, he saw 11 stars. 
Then he saw the moon. And he saw the stars. Guess what all of them were doing? Bowing to him. He knew in his dream that he's going to be a big shot. But the moment God gave him that dream, immediately he entered into a season of silence. All of a sudden, look like God is nowhere. But one thing I want you to learn for your healing is that Joseph never, never get out of the will of God. Too many of us, the problem, the hold up to our healing. We say, Lord, I do. But when he doesn't come at your own time, then you give up on him. You have to remember Romans chapter 8, verse 28. He said, we know one thing. All things work together for good. By the way, that's not for everybody. To them, them who? That love the Lord. So in your, in, your mo, in your season of silence, all you need to do is ask yourself, do I still love the Lord? And if you love the Lord, then find rest for your soul. Storm may rise. And wind may blow. It don't matter what anybody say. Find rest for your soul. Why? Because God said all things will work together for your good. If you love the Lord. Amen, somebody. So regardless of what's going on, you, just, you say, Pastor, do you realize how long I've had cancer? Well, I may not know all of that. I'm a human being like you. But my assignment is to remind you what God says the Lord. And you have to come to a point that you are not moved by what you see. You are moved by the word of God. Say amen to that. You remember what happened to Joseph? He find himself in the pit. His own brother threw him there. Guess what? He stayed there. Then the next thing you find out, they sold him into slavery. Guess what? He stayed there. Are you, are you with me? Then he got to Potiphar's house. And the king's wife lied on him. Guess what? He stayed there. I'm talking to you about moments of silence. Sometime before you receive your healing. Then he went to prison. Guess what? He stayed there. Never complain. Never blame anybody. Not murmuring. Sometimes you are your own worst enemy. Joseph has every reason to complain. Joseph has every reason to curse out everybody. 
but he stayed there. When he got to prison, he helped some people. He helped them to interpret their dreams. And then when they got out, he asked them, please don't forget about me. Guess what they did? They forgot about him. Guess what? He stayed there. He never said a mumbling word. You will not find one verse that says, and Joseph freaked out. And Joseph lashed out. You will not find that. He understood what I'm teaching you. Learn to hold fast to your faith without wavering. Many of you, you walk out of your own miracle because you don't learn this one verse of the Bible. Many of you, you miss your date of appointment. The Lord taught me this verse at a doctor's office. I won't tell you his name. I don't want to mess up his business, you know. I'm a type A person. I don't have time for foolishness. I showed up. I signed in. One hour later, I'm still waiting. Guess what I did? I snapped. See, I'm out of here. I walked, and I got in my car ready to take off. I was going to Popeye. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and the Lord is the son of man. Have you considered the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 23? Honestly, I don't remember it. So, bless God. Thank God for the telephone. So I scroll. And the first word that stand out in my face. Hold fast. Don't, don't, don't walk out. Don't give up. I went back in. The secretary said, what happened? I said, don't worry about it. Well, you have to wait longer because somebody is now with him. I said, that's all right. And God is my witness. I was there at 3.30 p.m. I did not leave until after 6. What is faith? Act like it is so, even when it's not so. So that you can make it so. And why are you acting like it is so? Because God said so. The Bible is not complicated. If you work it, it will work. After two years of being ignored, after two years of being mistreated, then the king sent for Joseph. Can you imagine if he had messed up his own blessing? The gate man that opened the prison door. I can imagine my sanctified mind. He said to Joseph, boy, you're in trouble now. But he did not know that he was opening the prison gate for his boss. 
Many people that are talking trash to you. Soon and very soon, they will be under your foot. He said he shall make your enemies. Your I am a living proof. I cannot take you where I've never been. God is faithful to his word. He went into the king. He showed wisdom to the king. The king said, now that we figure this thing out, who would be better to handle all this except the person who had the wisdom to figure it out? All of a sudden, Joseph became the prime minister. Let me take a side note to help somebody. What do you think Joseph would do now that he is the boss? Many of you, what you would do is say, oh, now that I'm in charge. The first person you go after is the butler. I help you, 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 you. You came out of prison and you forgot about me, you fired. You know how we do it. You probably will go to participants. Why? They say, oh, you heaven. <laughs> you know I can preach this gospel. <laughs> you lied on me. You set me up. And we're going to go on and uh, you fired. But you, you know what is so amazing about, about, about Joseph? When he came out of jail, when he became prime minister, he never punished anyone. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to show you how you get blessed. Many of you, the hold up to your healing is an unforgiving spirit. You're holding grudge. You have a spirit of offense. And God is silent because he had to work on you and get rid of all that mess in you so that he can bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, why you have to force at anybody when you just won the battle? Right. After you won, this is the time to be praising God. You don't want anybody to rob you of your blessing. There are many people who are healed and they went back into their sickness. Because instead of giving God the glory. They were looking for vengeance. Do you know what God said concerning vengeance? He said, it's mine. It's mine. If I give you a list of people who have done me wrong in this house, it will blow your mind. But guess what? My assignment is to love them. My statement is to celebrate them. Let God fight your battle. Are you listening to me? 
God is trying to work things out in your life. He's trying to make you a showcase. He's trying to make you a testimony. Get out of the way. Learn to trust him. Remember the story of Job. He said, though he slay me. He said, I'm still going to be praising him. I'm still going to serve him. Don't allow any distraction. Not even in your own house. Don't let your spouse distract you. Don't let your children distract you. There are people that the devil will send into your life. To fetch your spirit. So that you can miss the blessing of God in your life. Joseph never revenged on anyone. I can go on and on and show you many, many examples. Ruth is another woman like that. Her husband died. You know her story. All of a sudden, somebody was living comfortably before. Now, she was very, very poor. Guess what? She never said a word. She never murmured. She never complained. Can you imagine somebody who is making a six-figure income before? Now, he has to go on the field and be working as a slave. She never complained. Those were season of silence. And somebody here, maybe God is preparing you and you're going through a season of silence and you say, why is everybody getting blessed but me? But never did she know that God was preparing Boaz. Somebody that would take care of her. Somebody that will celebrate her and not tolerate her. She ended up being the grandmother of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you get healed? Yes, for some it may be instant. Sometimes because God is suffering, he can do whatever he wants to do. Sometimes because that, that brother, that sister is ready to be healed. Sometimes because God wants to prepare you for the blessing. Just knowing your knowing that he is working miracle. I'm a storyteller. I like to use simple things to illustrate God's thing. One day, uh, my brother-in-law came to America to feast. Many of you remember. So, I decided to take him to Disney World. I bought for him. I won't go to no Disney World. I got things to do. But bless God. And she had a, he had a ball, he and his wife. They had a good time. So I was just doing it because we <laughs> Bless God, we got to Orlando. And we got to that Disney World. And one section we went, they have animals there. One section they have shows. Another place they have animals. And guess what we run into? A big eagle. If you don't believe my wife is still, you can ask. And bless God, I know a little about eagles. 
Partly because I'm from Africa. Partly because I studied the word of God. The Bible compared believers with an eagle. And guess what the eagle was doing? It was not on, she was not on the tree. She was having a baby. So I become curious. I didn't want to come anyway. So I'm not into all these, uh, let's go ride, let's go take picture, picture for what? I got more important things to do. So I was studying this big eagle. Guess what she did? She was sitting on her own egg. So I decided to Google. God bless Google. What's going on here? Then I found out when an eagle get ready to give birth to an eaglet, what that mother eagle have to do is to sit down on her own egg for 35 days. Why? To keep that egg warm. That warmth from the mother is what will crack the, the egg. And bless God, while that mother eagle is sitting on her own egg, no sign, no movement from that egg. That baby egg, no kicking around. It may rain. It may be storming. But mother eagle will sit and sit there and wait. Because in her spirit she know 35 days from now a brand new baby will come out. Do you realize the faith it takes to just sit there? People passing by talking about you, you just sit there. Folks laughing at you on your job, you just sit there. People call you all kinds of names. Oh, that African, I can't even understand what he's preaching. You just God is sending me to tell somebody, if you want your miracle this year, if, if you will learn to wait on the Lord, then the word upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will make their wings as well as eagle. God is fixing to bless somebody in this house. You know my word to you this morning, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Don't pay attention to the circumstance. Don't let the situation fool you. Faith is the substance of things you're hoping for. Evidence of things you don't see. If an eagle has enough sense, and that mother eagle learned to wait and sat down, I believe if you will wait on God, I believe if you will hold fast, God will come through to you. Tell your neighbor is coming. Come on, tell that neighbor again it's coming. You may not see any evidence. 
It may look like it's gone too late. It may look like you're getting too old. But if you will hold fast, your change will come. Let me end by simply telling you, your Bible is full of examples of people that learn to hold fast. And every one of them got their miracle. Every one of them received their healing. Abraham was one of them. Guess what? God promised him. You're going to have your own baby. But the Bible says Abraham is too old. Am I still in the book? The Bible says his wife. Not only old, but barren. Double trouble. But like Mother Eagle. The Bible said in Romans chapter 4, the Bible said he never staggered through unbelief. But he was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. He was full ah, Jesus, help me. He was fully persuaded that God who promised if you ever get hold of the fact that God is able, no insult will bother you anymore. You just got delivered from the opinions of men. I am who I am today because I had to learn like that mother eagle just wait on the Lord. Grab hold of the word of God. When the word of God said it, I wish I can tell you my story. My own ministers, they, meet, they, they gather to have a meeting. They say, who, who is this? They use the end word, you know. They say, he thinks he's T.D. James. He thinks Creflo Dollar. He talks with authority. He said it. And they all decided to leave. I knew exactly where they had the meeting. I knew said what? Mother Rose Johnson, bless her, she started to cry. I said, Mama, please don't do that. Don't cry for me. I said, I'm a man of faith. If I be a man of God, I will survive. I said, and you know what is so funny? Every one of them are now coming back. And they're now calling me dad in ministry. You know what I'm trying to tell you? God may not come when you want it. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. If you will learn to hold fast, don't worry about what they say on social media. Don't worry about the rumors. Don't worry about who likes you, don't like you. If God said it, it is said. And God said concerning you, by his tribe. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. He didn't say you're going to be healed. You are healed. You are already healed. You are not a sick man. You are not a sick woman. You are, you are healed. God healed you 2,000 years ago. And the devil said to rob you of your healing. Do like Mother Eagle went on him. 
stand on the word of God. Soon and very soon. God will come through for you. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm out of time. Hold fast. With your profession of faith. Without wavering. He that has promised. He will surely come. I want to pray with somebody today. Maybe you're going through a season of God's silence. God is sending me to you. He said, hang in there. Hold fast. Maybe you prayed. You haven't seen the answer yet. Wait on him. Don't quit. Don't walk out. Don't give up on God. Philippians 2 and 6 say, He who started the good work in you is able to finish it. If you're that man, if you're that woman, you can honestly say, Pastor, I'm believing God for something. It's not here yet. Maybe it's concerning your own spouse. Maybe it's concerning your children. Maybe it's concerning your career. Maybe it's concerning your dream, your vision. You are the one God sent me to. Hallelujah. Somebody else is coming. black. Oh, my flesh! 
I was angry, frustrated, want to cut somebody out. But I had to preach to my own sin. Wait on the Lord. Don't let them make you lose your cool. Don't lose your focus. Wait on the Lord. Hold fast to your profession of faith without wavering. The Bible says God is faithful. Do, do you know how long we've been believing God for a youth building? Yes! Even this building, yes! Season of silence! You have to learn to wait. I say, Lord, I trust you. Like that little girl, little Jesse, jump! No, daddy, I can't jump. But you, there comes a time when you have to trust that God's hand is big enough to catch him. That he's faithful. Lift your hands towards heaven. I want to pray with you. Some people are here today, Lord, with big dreams. Father, I thank you for the dreams. Some people here are believing God for breakthrough. Healing in their body. Breakthrough on their job. Breakthrough in their career. Somebody is standing for their own children right now. Lord, you know our heart. Thank you that you are a healer. Your name is Jehovah Rapha. A God who healeth us. You send your word. And heal us of all of our sickness. You heal us of all of our disease. So the devil is alive. Every diagnosis. That don't line up with the word of God. We cancel it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every area of our life. That the devil is trying to torment us. And rob us of our health. And rob us of our peace. And rob us of our joy. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take a rightful place right now. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, you said it and we believe it. By your stripes, we are healed. Let your healing anointing flow freely unhindered. Somebody here believing God for a miracle. Miracle in their home. Miracle in their job. Miracle in their ministry. Whatever it is, have your way, oh God. Lord, I thank you for the healing that is taking place right now. I thank you for answered prayers. Lord, I pray that you will fulfill your words in our lives. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony.
Father, I pray that you would give everyone before this altar a serious testimony to show the world you are a good God. Restore to us the joy of thy salvation. Renew the right spirit within us. Lord, we thank you for breakthrough. We thank you for miracles. We thank you for healing. We thank you for prosperity. We thank you for new members. We thank you for souls in the kingdom. We thank you that we overcome. It is so. I said it is so. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you one thing. I'm fixing to ask you to shout. So get ready. Israel was going to the promised land. They prayed for safe journey. They got to Jericho. They got stuck. The walls are up. The gates are closed. But God said, it's not a season of silence. God didn't say anything to them. Instead, he told them, start marching around the wall. Somebody is going through a season of silence. The preacher told everyone, be quiet. Just march around. First day, they march around. Second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. Somebody by now is saying, no, I'm out of here. I'm sick and tired of just marching around. It's hot out here. There's no air condition out here. We need to try to explore something else. We got guns. Why can't we shoot? We got military. Why can't we march in and invade? But God said, just be silent and march around. But the Bible says, on the seventh day, God said, this time you go to march seven times. And on the seventh town, the wall came tumbling down. Today, as a man of God, an angel of this house, I decree and I declare. Why did I decree and declare? Because the Bible says, if you decree a thing, it shall be established. I decree and I declare, the walls are coming down. Every wall built by the devil in your life is coming down. Open your mouth, shout hallelujah. Open your mouth, shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. One more time, shout Jesus hallelujah. such as I have, I give unto you. There is power in the name of Jesus. 
There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the word of God. Receive it by faith. Hold fast to your professional faith. And he who has promised you healing, he who has promised to take care of you, he will come through for you. In Jesus' name. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, I pray that he will rest, rule, and abide with every one of us from now on and forevermore. And the church say, If you're looking for a church home, please come forward while everybody is going home. New members, come forward. New believers, come forward. Like an eagle and they'll soar. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk. And I'm praying that